0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Come Follow Me Today, a brief message to help us experience an additional spiritual moment in our otherwise complicated lives. My name is Caleb Sanford, and thank you for joining me as we accept Christ's invitation to follow him today. Well, in today's episode, we're going to step away from the ongoing saga of the Israelites and talk about the book of Job, a zoomed-in look on one man and his story of trials and faith. In this story, we start with the man Job, a successful family man, rancher, and farmer, who has everything he needs to be happy. Lots of kids, lots of livestock, lots of land. He's faithful to God and even offers burnt offerings for each of his children just to be on the safe side. Quote, for Job said, it may be that my sons have sinned and curse God in their hearts. End quote. But then tragedy befalls this man. He loses his livestock to theft. He loses his children to some kind of tornado event and then even loses his health to a disease that causes boils all over his body. As all this is happening, Job refuses to curse his God. Quote, naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Then said his wife unto him, Dost thou still retain thine integrity? Curse God and die. But he said unto her, What? Shall we receive good at the hand of God? And shall we not receive evil? End quote. Then a few of Job's friends come to visit him and spend dozens of pages with Job debating the virtues of life, the causes of suffering, and determining where to place blame for Job's trials. Eventually, the Lord chastises Job for being small-minded, Job repents, and the Lord blesses Job with even more livestock, restores his health, and he has ten more children, and everyone lives happily ever after. All right, so what's the moral of this story? It's interesting to consider this book in terms of the entire Old Testament. It's about half as long as both the books of Genesis and Exodus, but provides no advancement of the storyline of the Old Testament and only deals with one man's life. For those of us that believe the Bible is at least divinely inspired, we can assume that there's a reason for this story. But trying to figure out what that reason is, is complicated. Everything about the book of Job is challenging to think about. First, we've got the interaction between God and Satan, where Satan convinces God to let him mess with Job in pretty significant ways. Quote And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and an upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Hast not thou made an hedge about him, and about his house, and about all that he hath on every side? Thou hast blessed the works of his hands, and his substance is increased in the land. But put forth thine hand now and touch all that he hath, and he will curse thee to thy face. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that he hath is in thy power, only upon himself put not forth thine hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of God. Okay, are we really to understand here that this is why bad things happen to good people? Like I said, this book is complicated. After Job's whole life is destroyed, he eventually curses his own life and wishes he had never been born. Quote, let the day perish wherein I was born and the night in which it was said, there's a man child conceived. Let that day be darkness. Let not God regard it from above. Neither let the light shine upon it. Why died I not from the womb? Why did I not give up the ghost when I came out of the belly? End quote. Job is obviously experiencing some pretty serious depression, understandably. Then we have these men who claim to be Job's friends, but who for the most part try to blame Job for the losses he's suffered. Quote, "Remember I pray thee, whoever perished being innocent, or where were the righteous cut off? Even as I have seen they that plow iniquity and sow wickedness reap the same." End quote. Ouch. That probably did not help Job's depression levels. His friend Eliphaz continues his self-righteous, non-empathetic response by saying, "Quote Behold, happy is the man whom God correcteth. Therefore, despise not thou the chastening of the Almighty, for he maketh sore and bindeth up, he woundeth, and his hands make whole. Quote. I bet what Job really needed from his friend in that moment was for him to say something like, Hey, I'm so sorry you're going through this hard time. I can't imagine what it must feel like. I'm here for you, dude. Let me know what I can do to support you. That's a good lesson for us when we hear that one of our friends is going through a tough time. Job's next friend, Zophar, really pours salt in Job's wounds, quote, "'Know therefore that God exacteth of thee less than thine iniquity deserveth,' end quote. But miraculously, Job still maintains his faith in God through all this, quote, "'Though he slay me, yet will I trust in him,' end quote. And he calls out his friends for being jerks, quote, "'Then Job answered and said, "'I have heard many such things,' Miserable comforters are ye all. I also could speak as ye do, if your soul were in my soul's stead. I could heap up words against you and shake mine head at you. But I would strengthen you with my mouth, and the moving of my lips should assuage your grief. And now, behold, my witness is in heaven, and my record is on high. My friends scorn me, but mine eye poureth out tears unto God." And finally, after Job and his so-called friends debate the wisdom of God— The Lord chastises all of them for thinking they understand God's wisdom when in reality they don't have a clue. And after Job repents and humbles himself, the Lord restores his health, his wealth, and his family. So like I said before, the story of Job is complex. His life is complicated. The things that happen to him don't really make sense. But couldn't you and I say the same thing about our own lives? Don't we go through challenges and trials that we don't understand? Don't we experience pain and suffering, even though we're trying to be faithful disciples of Christ, causing us to wonder why God is allowing bad things to happen to us? Don't you and I have complicated relationships with our friends and sometimes realize that maybe they aren't really our friends after all when we see how they treat us in our times of need? Don't we sometimes think we understand God's wisdom only to learn through personal revelation that we really haven't understood at all? While most of us don't face the level of suffering that Job did, I think we can all probably relate to different aspects of this story. At the end of the day, for you and me, I think the real question is whether at the end of it all, as we advance in years and pass through different stages of challenges in our lives, will we emerge at the same place as Job, recognizing the greatness of God and maintaining our faith in Christ? Quote, For I know that my Redeemer liveth, and that he shall stand at the latter day upon the earth. And though after my skin worms destroy this body, yet in my flesh shall I see God." End quote. Thank you for listening today. Please take a moment to share this episode with someone else, and I'll see you next time.